Hey guys, Christina here. Welcome back to The Hormone Helper and thank you for joining me. If you're new, I'm a registered holistic nutritionist and certified personal trainer. My private practice is primarily online and we help women overcome various health issues. We specialize in natural hormone balancing and digestive health, leading you to sustainable results. You can learn more about all of that at christinaemilywellness.com. So let's jump into this podcast. Today we have someone very special and dear to me. She is such a role model in regards to living a healthy life through her optimistic approach and the whole spectrum of health when it comes to physical activity and her nutrition. She is completely self-taught and is a strong example of woman empowerment, doing things out of love and following your heart. She has faced many challenges and overcame them herself, which she will discuss more. Please welcome this mom of two, an incredible woman, my mom, Eva Tonello. Hi, mom. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for having me on your iP- on your podcast. I appreciate that. This is Thanks fun. Thanks for coming on today. So I have some questions for you, and um, I want you to shine some light on them. So let's okay. start kind of back to the beginning. So I guess the best place to start is going back to your, your younger days to now. And I know that, as you've obviously told me, you grew up not eating the healthiest foods and not knowing much about it, but also given that era, of course, where we didn't have those kind of resources. But what were some trigger points for you to make a shift into just eating better and taking better care of yourself? Hmm. Well, I think it pretty much started when I got married and I got pregnant and um, I was starting to think about, you know, family life and how I see it and what I want to do for my family to make sure that it'll be a a healthy family. when I was younger, I didn't eat well. And I know how I, I was doing in school. I was tired and lethargic and I didn't eat my lunch. I didn't have breakfast. And I think, you know, nutrition is really a, a big role for, uh, for children, especially when they're growing up at the beginning for their brain to, to um, be healthy and their bodies, of course, uh, and for energy. And would you say that it was the family aspect that influenced you or you knew, like you said, just from yourself, how you felt and you just wanted to make a change personally as well? Well, you're right. Um, I did want to make a change personally. And what I did is after high school, I was a gymnast and uh, I needed energy and you had to, you know, build your muscles. And so it started there as far as, um, you know, thinking about eating well, but when I started having you and Matthew, um, I really wanted to make sure that it made an impact. And your dad as well. I mean, he was, that's how we met. We were into going to the gym and uh, even those days we had smoothies and that. So we always went for a good shake after. Um, So it started right around that air time of the 1990s. Um, And I really wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, he was a vegetarian and I wanted to make sure that everyone ate well and, and uh, I wanted to be in, in the best shape and energy uh, for my children as well. Okay, so going off of that, mm-hmm. um, like I said, because you came from something that you didn't have the healthiest upbringing or lifestyle and then you made those transitions and shifts, just to people out there that want to make those shifts, what were some resources that you use? And again, just given the arrow, did you like resort to like cookbooks or asking around or magazines, or did you just experiment and try to figure it mm-hmm. out? Good question. Um, well, I started off with cookbooks and then I had a couple of really great girlfriends that were my mentors, um, Linda and Anna. And uh, we used to get together and uh, you know, we would look at, um, 
cookbooks and uh, choose to make meals. And sometimes we would make the meals at, at each other's places and one would take the other, they take that meal home so that we had time together, the kids had time together. And then we also, you know, made something healthy to eat uh, for dinner when, when their husbands got home. Um, what was the other part of the question? Um, just other resources that you oh, resources. Read. Yeah, yeah. I read a lot of books. I went to the library and I read a lot of books and you know the Vitamin Bible by Harvey and Marilyn Diamond. Uh, my nose was always into nutrition. I always loved that. Um, I wish I continued with that holistic nutrition, but I found that a little bit over over my head with science. But um, if you know, like you, you have the knowledge of wanting to go and 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 learn about it and I think it's great mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to see your your own children going towards that direction of making sure that you know you eat well so I think um, good for you I'm really happy and proud of you <laughs> I think it's awesome now that we have these resources so accessible to us because we just have it at the fingertips of our phone or the just the computer and using the internet and Pinterest and social media and all of that stuff which is amazing so we don't have to go too far to get these things but one thing I did want to bring up, just because I know a lot of listeners are trying to achieve you know, weight loss or just find some sustainable approaches and whatnot. But I know that when you had my brother, and for those listening, my brother is um, almost two years older than me. Um, Mom, you could clarify, but I know you gained a lot of weight. So what, when you were looking to lose that weight, what were some of the things that you did? What motivated you, given that you had a, a newborn and stuff like that? Mm. Well... I was really overweight and I felt, I felt old. I felt lethargic. I felt tired. And it wasn't really what I thought of as being a mom. I had postpartum blues. <clears throat> I was not in a good place. <clears throat> so what I did is I went to a place called Nutrisystem. And I, um, I enrolled into it. And what you do is you, you buy their food. So it was, it helped me to learn about controlling portion size, drinking your water, exercising. Um, I lost a lot of weight, but it was only throughout the, you know, the year that I, I did Nutrisystem, but it taught me, you know, like what to eat. Protein was important. Vegetables were really important, not to eat sugar and not to eat junk food and not to have a lot of snacks, just good ones if you really needed like apples or fruit or something. <clears throat> but I think um, it was really a turning point for me when I had my first child, which was Matthew, um, to realize that when you don't feel good about yourself, you can't give 100% to your family and your children or your child. And um, it made me sad. So I wanted to change that. And, and so I realized that you need to go and find whatever help that can get you motivated. Like nowadays, it's, it's not great to do something like that. It's more, it's, it's more official, beneficial to have a trainer you know, that knows their stuff like you. you, you train people and, you know, you know, your you know, the health part because you're also a nutritionist. Um, and so going to, to, to two parts, not just doing the training, but also giving people advice on how to eat and what to eat and when to eat it. Um, I think it's really great to have a coach if you really need it at the beginning, just to inspire you, to motivate you. So um, I, I would probably would have gone that direction if, it wasn't in the 90s as much as it is now. That's sort of what's going on with most people. That's what they do. But mm -hmm. um, the drinking of water is really was something that really made a difference for me too. Um, 
And, and I how think did you, how did you find the motivation given that you had a newborn? Did you just like take him along with you? And I know obviously for you guys <clears> listening now, you guys know that I just had another baby uh, two months ago. So now I have two under two. So I'm kind of in that boat too. And it's just every day trying to, you know, find that, not even find it, but have that motivation and remind yourself what you're trying to accomplish and um, make sure that you turn those goals into action steps and every day you're doing something. So what was your, your motivation every day? Did you have specific, the specific goal? Did you just kind of pack them up and get outside and get some exercise every mm-hmm. day? Yeah, I told I asked myself every day, how bad do I want this? How bad discipline, um, energy, I wanted more energy, change my mood. I, I wanted Matthew to be outside also. And by the time spring and summer came, I brought him out in the stroller and off we went. And you know, that sunshine and fresh air and meeting people and bumping into them, taking Matthew to the park or, you know, meeting other moms that have different, you know, situations that you talk about or going to little groups or something like that. Um, it really helped me to get through the tough times, just getting out instead of just being inside all the time, being at home. Yeah. So I that agree. was really, and it's I'm really gonna, important. I'm going to, cause you kind of touched on the nutrition just previously. So I want to shift towards that because, so my mom is an incredible cook and anything that you guys see on social media, as far as food, I owe it to her. So if it turns out really great. She has completely um, influenced my cooking and she inspires me. So she is like the one. And so for those that don't like cooking, what are some tips that you would suggest to just to get them in the kitchen and start making more home cooked meals, whether they have a family or it's just them, but do you have any tips for them and just how to start? I would say just pick small little five ingredient meals at the beginning. Just start small and just do little things. And you can always buy a whole chicken already roasted and made and then add something to it at the beginning just to, you know, have a good, have a good knife, a sharp knife, because that's important. All the little tools you need as much as you can in the kitchen to make your life easier. Um, I always, when I used to go to get groceries, I would always wash all my produce in that. So it's easy access after it's not like you have to start from the beginning, like chop the end of the celery off so that you can grab a piece when you need it. You know, um, let me interrupt you on that one because you guys, I have noticed that even for myself, it is like such a time saver. And if you feel like, oh, I don't want to get in and start cooking because I have to wash and chop everything. The prep time takes a lot of time. But if you just whip that out in the beginning of the week and you just have it to like kind of grab and go with it throughout the week, it is such a time saver. It's amazing. I'm glad you feel like that. I, I feel like that too with like even lettuce. You wash it, you you put it in the spinner and you put it in a paper towel, roll it in a paper towel and then put it in a plastic bag so it doesn't wilt or it doesn't go bad quickly on you. And then you just grab it when you need it and you're actually eating really good food. Um, Cause like you said, when you have to wash in that, you don't feel like doing it or you don't have the time and then you go to something that is not good for you. Right. Yeah. Also um, cooking things ahead of time and maybe cooking more and then putting, you know, um, portion sizes away into the freezer so that like if you made a big pot of sauce or some soup, you don't, you don't really feel like eating chili for like three or four or five days, but you can put half of it away for another time. And that really, that really helped me as well. And then also like, I was thinking today just to know what to talk about. And I thought, you know, sometimes there's some like whole foods or something has really good jars of soup. So you could start off with something like buying some soup in a jar and then adding something else to it. So you don't feel like you have to make everything from scratch at the beginning until you get used to wanting to make more. Yeah. 
No, that's that's awesome. And I really like the idea of freezing. I recently just started doing that, I would say, in the past year, given the circumstance of having two babies. And just to make life not only easier, but if I don't cook, like you said, that week, it's nice to pull it out. And it feels like I had just cooked because it's still home cooked meals. So I absolutely love that. And one of them that I love to do myself, which you taught me is is tomato sauce, like completely making it from scratch one afternoon and then freezing half of it because when we pull it out, either we dip it with some of our bread that we get at the market or we just have the sauce on its own. Or of course we make um, pasta with it, like a gluten-free, like a brown rice pasta or what's the other one? Chicken um, cacciatore, you just throw some it. chicken. Yep, that's the other one, which is, it's so versatile. So speaking of families, when it comes to say like a family of four like us, um, and many other people out there that have about two kids, let's say, what are some cooking tips when it comes to making enough food for a family? Because I feel like that's something I get asked a lot because food just goes so quickly. So what are some tips for cooking for a family? So food as far as buying groceries or having enough on the table, like which, what, what? You can, you can touch on both. Cause I know you're great with pulling meals together and whatnot. Uh, so having enough food. Um, well, you know, you always have your regular basics of things that you need all the time and you have them in, in your pantry um, and you just fill that up with like broth and, and paste and diced tomatoes and beans, I guess, and lentil, like any kind of beans. So you can add stuff to work, to your soups or your stews or whatever you're making, even yeah. in your, in your lettuce, in your salads. Um, as far as on the table, um, it's always good to make a few things so that there's variety so that if someone doesn't like something, they have an option instead of just having one thing on the table. Um, and then you always have leftovers the next day because you've made a few things and you don't have to always cook. You just add to it for the next day. So that's really helpful. Like for instance, if, um, for instance, I made shepherd's pie for you guys and then your dad was a vegetarian. So I would make him maybe like a, I don't know, a, vegetable stew or something like that um then i would also make um sweet potatoes mashed or something and a salad and, and think about greens like you know asparagus on the side or some peas and carrots or and these are still simple things like it's not even though it sounds like a bunch of different meals or plates to serve they're easy it's still yeah. easy stuff right yes yeah. so, it doesn't take much and it's then, just the cleanup <laughs> yeah and then you get your leftovers so Yes, which is nice. If you're going to work or, you know, just at a pinch for lunchtime, then you don't have to do a lot. You just warm that up. That's awesome. That's smart. Now, since you're one of these flavor gods, you're so good with herbs and spices. Um, any go-tos that you have? And then as far as like getting young children to eat vegetables, um, any flavors that you suggest that are worth adding on because I'll tell you guys my mom came to visit us and my son he's almost a year and a half it was like one of the first times I saw him just devour his vegetables whatever she put on the plate so I was like what the heck are you putting <laughs> what are you giving him it was like carrots with the drizzle of maple syrup and just she's just very good with putting different combinations together that haven't even crossed my mind so what are some tips that you'd have or go-tos well thank you um you know, like I know kids have a little bit of that sweet tooth. So what I did, like for instance, with the carrots is put a little bit of, I think it was maple syrup or honey, maple syrup. either or. Yeah. And then a little bit of salt. So it's that salty, sweet flavor. And, and, you know, you, you, um, 
add sometimes peas or something, you add a little bit, of, just a tiny bit of butter because it has some salt on it. So it gives it flavor. It's not just the taste of those peas that mm -hmm. they might not like. Um, what other kind of vegetables? Is, is it just vegetables? Yeah, but even about in, herbs in and general, because like when you came, for example, and you made sweet potato fries and you've been making those forever, I know, and we make mm -hmm. them now as a staples in our house, but you just know what herbs go together. So even someone trying to make a simple stew, what are some combinations of herbs that you would suggest? Like, okay. I know you're, you, yeah, go well, for it. I know, like, for instance, if you like some kind of like a beef stew or something, I always do a little bit of paprika in there. Um, some rosemary, some oregano and basil, they all go together. It's like more of that Italian spices. Mm -hmm. You know, you can even just get that alone. You don't have to buy all of them, just buy one. And then I have that no salt Mrs. Dash that has some parsley in it and different flavors that, you know, you don't have to worry about which ones to use. You just add Mrs. Dash to it and poof, it tastes good on your fish. It tastes good in your stews. It tastes good on your potatoes. So uh, makes you look good, I guess, you know, um, yeah. because they're, com they're combinations already put together. But I usually use the rosemary, the oregano, and the basil myself. Yeah, those and are my um, uh, Provence, Provence uh, something Provence. Do you know that one? Mm, not off the I top of my head. I think of the name of it. But we use that often too, something Provence. Okay. It's very good. I'll get it back. I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. I'll have to make some bullet points under this. Um, episode so people can reference it because I find once you have a couple go-tos of herbs or spices that go well together oh. you kind of whenever you're making that one dish you can use that because I find yeah. as a, a newer cook or someone that just doesn't do it very often we kind of get a little bit lost of perhaps yeah. what goes well together because um, you want to go off of not just following a recipe you know ingredient for ingredient you want to get mm -hmm. a little bit experimental so so I remember now that you said it, it's called Herbe de Provence. Okay. Herbe de Provence. And, you know, um, like coconut oil, it always makes, like put it on rice. It makes it taste good. That's a great And it's so idea. healthy for you. Yeah. I remember being down with you just recently and I, we put coconut oil on your toast and it was so delicious. Yep. Change yeah. it up instead of just butter and jam or whatever, right? So the point is for everybody is that healthy food doesn't have to be bland and there's ways of going about it to mix it up for you. And like, like the herbs and spices, just changing those up a little bit can make a dish or a, a food or even like a single ingredient go so much further and just, you know, kind of revive it a little bit. So I'm going to put the nutrition and the food aside and I want to get into, I want to touch on motivation because you are one of the most self-motivated people that I've met and that I mean, it's reflected on myself too, because that's the kind of person that I've become. Um, so what is, what keeps you motivated and going each day, whether it's rain or shine, et cetera, what, what keeps you going? Well, um, I guess it's about having goals and, and, you know, like for instance, if I, I used to say, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. So I have to change it. And the only way that you can do that is um, I have these little motivational uh, words that I kind of put into my, um, into my washroom all the time. And if I'm brushing my teeth and I need something to inspire me or motivate me, like there's one that will say, only change will change your circumstances. I choose. Or, you know, have the courage to do what you love and the drive to do it well. Or any of these little things. Find something like get up, show up, never give up. Any of these little motivational wordings that keeps you going. 
um, and then you know what kind of goals you're going for, it really gets me up. Like I'm up now and believe it or not, like I get to the gym at five in the morning. And you know as well as I that I am not a morning person, <laughs> but I do want to get up and get my mood, my energy, my vibration uh, changed from sleep mode so that when I wake up in the morning and I shower, I feel energized, I feel good. And it's like, you know, I need to lose my 10 pounds still and I'm working on it. Um, so it's a lot about discipline and, you know, control and courage and all those words, you know, that, that keeps you going. Um, so it's really about focusing on what is the plan that you want out of your life? What is it? What Take one thing and work on it. And once you realize that you're motivated and you're doing it, you get your confidence grows and you start feeling stronger and you feel better. And then you do the next one. And that's how it all begins. I agree with you. And many of you know that we're in the, well, almost in the middle. We're week two now of our six week challenge. And it's funny because that's something that I was saying too, is to, what were you saying about change to that quote that you had? Yeah. Change, do you, you like that? Change. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Get it. And, and it's true. And I was stressing on Instagram the other day, stressing to everybody that you have to get out of your comfort zone. If you want to change, you literally have to start changing and breaking habits. And if you want a different result, you have to look at what you're doing every single day and just make some kind of shift. And like you said, you could focus on just even one thing and make that your goal for that day, just to just to shake your routine a little bit to help you get to where you're trying to go. But I think what you were saying too, you have to know deep down your goal. You have to write it out, get it up on your vision board or next to your bed or on your mirrors or whatever is the most, wherever the most obvious places Visual. are to remind yeah. you every single day, no matter what you experience that day, you, you look back and you remind yourself what's most important to you and what you're trying to achieve. So even you who have, have faced so many battles and have overcome them what are some things that had pushed you through and how did you even become so positive were you always a positive person or you just knew that it just made you feel better and you knew that you can get out of whatever situation you're in well I believe in in God first and I know that there's you know he takes care of us and there's he has the master plan that's number one so faith and then you know that um, things don't change if you don't make a plan and, and change it yourself, right? Um, and then you, you think about what are the steps that's good for you that would work, that, that will motivate you and how will it get you to the next step? And, you know, I had this little thing that says, I can and will move forward. And I put it in my shower. And that's what kept me going. It kept me strong and saying that, you know, we all have those hard days. We all have those days that are like, oh my God, I can't. So it's okay to fall. It's okay one day that if you fall, as long as you keep going and you keep, you know, you keep pick, picking yourself up and keep going because you will get stronger and we're not perfect. So I think that really we have to really search inside and say, like you always say too, what is your big why? And it's not about just losing weight. It has to be deeper than that. Yep because that will come. It has to be more about how do you feel? How do you want to feel? And it's about being strong so that you can handle things. Like, you know, when you take yoga and you, 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 know, you do it because you want to be meditating, you want to feel release of your energy for the day and whatever, or whatever, it gets stronger. 
but it's more than that. It's mental strong. It's about getting through things. If you can get through a yoga class and do all your moves, it helps you to strengthen your mind to know that you can get through anything, right? Yeah, So I, I apply that even to fitness for me, and that's what got me into fitness and into this whole world, what was it, almost 10 years ago, just because I knew that how I pushed myself in the gym and how my mindset shifted in the gym, it really yes. reflected my life. Right. And even from grades to relationships to just the just mental strength period, and it reflected my it ended up reflecting my career so young, and just kind of if you focus on your workout or what you wherever whatever you commit to fitness wise, it really truly reflects your life. So if you tell yourself like I could do these last three reps, these are so hard, but I'm not gonna die. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna look back and say I did it. Like I was capable. It strengthens of you. Myself. Yeah. So it's amazing how those connect as well. I agree. I with just you. wanted to also say that sometimes I'll wake up with a headache and it could be a really easy excuse to say, I'm not going to the gym today. I force my little butt downstairs into the cardio and in about 12, 15 minutes, guess what? My, my headache is gone. I didn't have to take any kind of uh, Advil or a leave to, to make it go away. Why? Because I got oxygen into my mind, into my body. And I found, okay, well, that's also for mild depression. Like you don't need medication. All you need is to get out there and get some oxygen, oxygen in your body and breathe, breathe deep in and out, release, bring in good, good fresh air and get your blood moving. So I think exercise is really, really important along with your nutrition to feel good in, in your body. I agree. And, and for anyone that say they know how they feel after a workout they know that they feel good but they just don't have that motivation that day and they're going to try to skip it what would you say would you say what you just said like just get moving get your running shoes on stop thinking and just start yep. moving your well, feet getting get outside so get in the gym absolutely you know what i do i put my running shoes my music my water bottle my towel everything all in my chair so i have it's unconditional what is it um, non-negotiable yeah. It's for me, it's non-negotiable. I just put it on and I go. And you know, after so many weeks, that five days, I'm turning into six days a week. I actually do Saturdays. I force myself on Sundays to just go for a walk and just breathe fresh air and, and enjoy life because I want to go again. And you need to have your body rest. But it's amazing how it kind of changes. And you, like you get up early, you love it, you it's feel good, you're happy. It is. It really turns into a habit. And, and I was stressing that with my challengers too, that, that that's why you're committing, say, five days a week of working out. And there's some flexibility to it. But it sounds like a lot in the beginning. But once you just get moving, it just becomes a habit. Like your body starts to crave it. And it's not to push yourself to the point of strenuous physical activity every day. It's just to get moving. Like commit to what's realistic in the beginning, but also get yourself out of your comfort zone and push yourself a little bit more. And I mean, your body does thank you for it. And I find that, I mean, me personally, and you can agree is that once you get oxygen, you're able to do other things so much better. <laughs> like Yes, because you're stronger too. Right. And I have one more question for you just before we wrap I just wanted to say that when I did your class, your, your, your circuit, there was one part that I, I had a hard time um, doing the flies after I've, you know, did the, the, what do you call those hiccups or what are they called? Burpees. I don't like her burpees. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> burpees. And um, I, I just changed the weights a little bit lower, but I made sure that I did the set. 
So there's nothing wrong with if you're weak still and your back or certain areas and you think I can't do this, then just bring down the weight and still do it. And eventually you'll get to that, that weight where you can continue with the same weights or more. Like I'm upping my weights and I didn't think I could. And I'm thinking, wow, I thought I was always in that 12.5 and I'm at 15 already. And I'm thinking, okay, when soon I can move it up to like 20. But yeah. we don't think to do that to get stronger. We just keep doing the same old thing all the time. And then that's why you don't get stronger, right? There you go. So to get results, you have to, you have to change. Push. You have to you do have some to things to get out of your comfort zone. I think that's, that's really our theme today is getting out of your comfort zone and accepting change and be willing to change. So mm-hmm. on, on the end here, uh, in terms of motivation and inspiration, what are some words of inspo or inspiration from one woman to another looking to make changes in their lives that you can give them based on your whole life so far? What's something that you could pull? Let me see. Um, I really like that only change will change my circumstances and I choose. We choose. We choose every day when we wake up on what we want to do in our lives. We have people in hospitals that can't do anything. And then we have, when we wake up, we have our health and we can do anything we want to do. So I really feel that my, my word would be just choose every day to do something and it'll start you off on the right foot i love that i think that's a great way to to end our our talk today you guys have the choice every single day and sometimes it's not the circumstance that we want but we have the choice to even make the decision on how we choose to think about it or act on it or our mindset we have the choice to be positive and all of that so um Mom, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate your time and connecting with myself and everyone listening. These are kind of like our everyday chats, so it was nice to be able to record it. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I hope that there was some inspiration in there for everyone that uh, is having a hard time. I've had a lot of hard times too, um, and you know, there's always. I want you to. Say, I wanted to say sometimes you can find a friend or two that are in the same wavelength as you. And maybe you can get together and let the kids play. You guys can talk a little, feel better. You can cook together. You can work out together. You don't always have to go and pay for a babysitter. Just get together. And, you know, that helps as well. A couple times a week, go shopping together and get groceries, whatever it is. And go for your walks. And you know what? You're never alone. Yep. Yep, I agree. You're never alone. You always have a choice. And um, one last piece of anything that you'd like to say? Um, Never give up. Just keep going. You know what I wanted to say is, you know, that movie Nemo and then what's the the fish called? Dory. Um, Dory. And she says, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Well, you just keep going. Just keep going. So, All right, you guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end you guys right there on that piece of motivation. So from Jory or Ellen DeGeneres herself, just, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. I love All you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.